Thanks for joining the Eventive Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host and event mentor, Sarah Brush, event professional for over two decades. My goal for this podcast is to share how events and sponsorships can help you build community, make an impact, and grow your business, and have lots of fun while doing it. By the way, don't forget to check the episode notes for valuable event resources exclusively for you. I appreciate you spending this time with me. Let's get this party started. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am so happy that you're here and I am doing this podcast kind of mom lifestyle. So I am recording in the car as I wait for my son to finish track. And I had just got back from picking up my daughter from track, bringing her home, going to the dog park, and then now I'm here. So you may hear my dog panting a little in the background, but hey, that's uh, life, right? (laughs) So let's get right into it. Today, I wanted to talk about 15 of biggest budget busters that could impact your event budget. Number one is focusing on all those shiny, exciting things versus the attendee experience. So it is sometimes really hard to not get carried away when you're planning an event to want to just do all the coolest and latest things. And it's just like kind of when you have your wedding and you just kind of keep adding things because it's like, oh, why not at this point? I want it everyone to have such a great time and you get just super excited, but that is an area that can really bust your budget. So this is a pretty big extreme example, but let's say you wanted to have fireworks at the end of your event and that is extremely expensive, but you want people to have that wow factor and that memory. Well, what are the other things that you could do with that money that would really impact the attendee. So yes, that's a super fun experience, but what if you use that money to have a speaker that was really relevant to the attendees that would make a big difference in what they took away from the event and what they brought back into their business or their personal life? What if you upgraded the food experience and had coffee all day for everybody? You know, things that they're going to really you know, experience while they're in the room and just kind of create those opportunities for networking and think about just, you know, what really do you want to do that is the most important to the attendee and what your goal is for the event. And you can really have different buckets. So you can have the must-haves and nice-to-haves, and it's always fun to put those items, but just earmark them for something that could be if you make a certain revenue goal with your event with attendee tickets or sponsorship. So just make sure that you're really focusing on the goal of your event and not getting kind of wrapped up in just some of the cool things that you see other people doing that you want to have at your event. Number two is a big one for, you know, going over budget. So usually when you're at a venue, they're going to give you an F and B minimum. And so you're going to really need to have a pretty good estimate of the amount of people that are going to be at your event. So that is an area where a lot of people go over budget because their F and B minimum is based on a hundred people coming to the event having breakfast and lunch and a reception, and then they only get 50 people. So now they're basically spending money just so they meet their food and beverage minimum. So that's an area that you really want to, you know, look at like what venue you're selecting and, you know, what is the minimum F&B in all of those locations. And 
what is a realistic number of people that you think will attend your event? So you just want to be really careful for that because that can get really, really expensive. And then also little things like there's charges for bartender fees. There is a big cost for gratuity and tax. I mean, that could be like 25% plus. So if you want to make sure that you're adding that on to your numbers so you don't get caught off guard, um, you know, are you doing specialty drinks? I was just at an event where the drinks were like, to $30 a drink, which is crazy. So just making sure you're looking at what you're selecting on your menu as well. And then, you know, is your group, you know, not huge drinkers, then you wouldn't want to pay for a bar per person for, you know, the hour or the two hours, because you're going to be paying for that person, even if they don't drink. So at that point, you would just want to, you know, pay per drink on consumption. So those are things just to think about is really around the food and beverage, because that is a big expense um, part of the budget. Number three is committing to hotel rooms that you can't fill, which would then be called attrition, and you would have to pay for that. So when you're working with a hotel, um, they usually want you to have a certain number of rooms that you block with them so they have that guaranteed revenue. One thing you can ask for if you have a smaller event is can they do a courtesy block, usually that's 10 rooms or less, where they'll just hold those rooms for you and then if you don't use them by a certain date, they'll just release them. That's a great way to go if you have a smaller event. Um, There is some risk there that if they sell out, they may not be able to hold those rooms for you, but that's always a good thing to ask for with a smaller event. And then in general, just do your best for just kind of estimating people that are from out of town, who's going to be staying at the hotel, things like that, just so that you can make sure that you don't commit to too many rooms that you can't fill. And then also taking into consideration, is there a resort fee with the fee for the room? Because that can really add up. You know, some places are can be up to like $50 to $75 a night, and that adds on a lot of cost for your attendees if they're paying for the room, and also for you if you're paying for your room or any speaker rooms, things like that. Number four is not having a contingency for things on site, because no matter how well you plan, there's always going to be expenses on site that pop up. So usually I would say like 10 to 15% of your budget, just have a line item there so you can use that money for things that come up on site. This could be something like as little as you didn't think about the music that's going to play at the reception and the sound system's a couple hundred dollars and you have like two or three receptions. You know, the internet is not working well wireless for your AV team. So you have to purchase hardwire internet, or maybe somebody needs a copy of their presentation and you're paying like $4 a page for something to be printed. And that adds up too. So just thinking about that, no matter what you are going to have those on-site expenses. So just make sure you put some money in your budget for that. Number five is just really understanding and being clear with your speakers on what you are paying for and what you are not paying for. So are you paying for their hotel, for their transportation, for how many nights? You know, if you are paying for their airfare, are they booking it or are you booking at it? booking at it, (laughs) booking it and looking for the best fare available. And then when they're on site, are there any expenses that you're covering, like their hair and makeup? Um, Those are things that you really want to pay close attention to, because if you don't set the precedent from the start, you're going to have speakers asking you all these questions and it's going to get hard to say no. So if you just, you know, from the start say, you know, what's included is two hotel nights, 
you know, no transportation from the airport and you cover their flights or something like that. So you just want to, whatever you decide you're going to cover in your budget, just make sure that you have that in your budget and the speakers all understand what's covered and what isn't. Because you also, for the most part, want it to be fair for all speakers. Um, there may be different levels of speakers where you're paying for somebody to speak and somebody else you're not paying for. So it's not always going to be the same, but you just want to make sure that, you know, things are consistent um, with the type of speakers that you have. Number six is the cost for printed materials. So this can really add up, you know, if you're printing really nice agendas or you're printing table cards, any of these type of items, you know, are usually printed like right before the event. So you might be getting to it last minute, waiting for all of the, you know, attendees to register so you can do badges. So just try to get quotes far in advance if you can. Um, so you can kind of find the best printer that is going to work for your budget. And this would also include signage. Number seven is sponsorship. So you get super excited. You have these incredible sponsorship packages with amazing benefits and you get your sponsor signed up. And let's say you have $25,000 now in sponsor revenue that helps offset your budget and you're so excited. And then you go, oh, wait, I need to put them on five signs. I need to do a, you know, reception sign for them and cocktail napkins with their logo on, all of these type of items. So definitely when you're planning your sponsorship, you want to make sure that you're looking at what benefits you're including, which ones cost you nothing, like putting their logo in an email or on the website, and what things cost you money, like signage, cocktail napkins with their logo on, any type of materials, you know, that you need to create for their sponsorship and make sure that you have that in your budget. So those things don't kind of surprise you because you're so wrapped up in everything else that's happening at the event. Number eight is extra AV costs because besides food and beverage, the audio visual is the most expensive item usually in a budget. So when you have a really good AV team that you trust, that's great because usually you'll be able to really catch all of the costs involved before the event. So surprises don't pop up, but there is a chance that they will. And especially depending on the vendor that you're using. So I kind of used this example before, but you know, they're trying to download Download presentations and they're trying to use the whole hotel Wi-Fi to save you money, but it's just not working because it's not high enough bandwidth. So then they need a wired connection, which can be pretty expensive. Maybe the lighting isn't right in the room and they need to add additional lighting to the stage so the speakers, you know, will look good in video. So there's things like that that you just want to make sure that you touch base with the AV team and that everything is covered so nothing um, surprising comes up on site. Number nine is the cost for your vendor. So, you know, with your vendors, photographers, videographers, decoration vendors, furniture, things like that, you know, you will have negotiated and done a contract with them in advance. But if you're on site and you decide, oh, wait, I need to extend the videographer because everything's going so great and I really want them to be there for this, you know, last reception or, you know, same thing with your photographer or you decide that you need some extra like photo decoration for backdrops, you know, the next day, things like that. You know, those are going to be things, obviously, that are going to be added onto your budget. And especially like a common one is extending your vendors longer. So let's say your reception's just so much fun and you have this great musician and it's time for it to end and you want to keep the party going. So you extend an hour. Well, now you've just extended your drinks for the bar an hour and you've extended your entertainment and all of those items. So just making sure that, you know, you are conscious of when you extend things, there are costs associated and that, you know, if you think that could happen, you budget for that in advance. Number 10 is shipping costs. So if your event is out of state, there can be a lot of costs involved with shipping, you know, materials or things that you need there. 
many times, like if you're going to be printing things and you have an out of town event, you should find a local vendor to print for you. So you can just have it delivered or pick it up where you're at instead of shipping. But just depending on your event and what things you need to bring to the event, you want to be conscious of those costs. Number 11 is promotional items with rush production. So a lot of times you have really good intentions of ordering, you know, the awesome conference bag and your water bottle with your logo on it. And these items in advance creeps up on you and you have to get these items to the hotel, like ASAP so they can be stuffed in bags or it is the bag that things need to be stuffed in. And you have to pay for rush production, which can be expensive because then you also have rush shipping. So just taking into consideration the timeline of when you need to pr produce promotional items and make sure you have a good timeline around that so you don't have to pay extra for something that you could have got for less money just a couple weeks before. Number 12 is it really falls into those on-site expenses, but printing on-site really seems to be a big one that I see. There's just so many things that you kind of plan like, oh, I'm going to be green and I'm going to have like everything on my computer and I'm not going to need to print all of these different items, but then you have speakers that are asking for things and some some of your vendors need to see the show floor so like the show flow or the show floor and where vendors booths are located and then all of a sudden you're printing all these items so that's something to really look at in advance in terms of like what are people going to need on site that you could do before the event like printing your volunteers the show flow schedule you know, giving them the floor plan that says where all of the vendors set up for, you know, sponsorship or the reception. So that way you don't have to print as much on site. Number 13 is staff and volunteer expenses on site. So are you paying for parking for your volunteers? Are you counting them in your meal numbers or are they going to go get food on their own? And same with the vendors. So you want to just think about those items and what costs are involved that you need to cover for your volunteers or the people that you have at the event that are supporting it. Number 14 is, it won't be applicable for all events, but credit card processing fees, airline transaction fees, any of those kind of fees that you don't really have top of mind that are really added on to certain things. So make sure you kind of note that if you are going to be doing a lot of registrations with credit cards and if you're booking airfare and things like that. Number 15 is, you know, just decorations and photo backdrops and those activations that you want to have on site. And those can get pretty expensive. And it's really fun to have all of those cool things. Kind of what I talked about is all those shiny, exciting things that you want to do. But just thinking about what is the most important. So, you know, having photo backdrops, you know, activation areas are really great because then that is going to lead people to take photos promote your event on social media, which is great for you, great for the event and so much fun for the attendees. So thinking about like, where do you really want to put that money or decorations? You know, could you leverage like on the tables during the meeting? Could you just get something from the hotel? Like sometimes they'll have different centerpieces that you can use at no cost or a vote of candles. And what can you really leverage at no cost? And where is the most important thing to put your budget for decoration and activations? I hope these 15 items were helpful for you to keep you on task with your budget. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at Event of Brush. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate it that you spent it with me. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love, love if you can rate it five stars and write a review. This helps us get the podcast out to more people. And if you want to connect, I am on Instagram at Eventer Brush and I would love to hear from you. 
Thanks and have a great day.